0: Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Well, hey there, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. Favorite day of the week, because I get to chit-chat with you guys about what you want to hear, what you want to talk about, the nitty-gritty of what you want to say with Ask Riley. Um... That's a bit that I started when I was on terrestrial radio because I have made every single wrong turn in life. Somehow it's gotten me back to right, and through a lot of prayer, a lot of faith, a lot of manifestation, a lot of hard work, I'm getting to the space where I like my life again. And if you guys heard the last podcast about morning show bootcamp part one, that had such a big part to do with it. Um... Who would have thought that going to a conference in Dallas with a bunch of radio yahoos and a bunch of ghosts from my past that would have bring me back, brought me back to me the way that it has? Um, so yeah, I went into in the last podcast about how I had a we got this moment, but that wasn't the only we got this moment that I had during the weekend because <clears throat> yeah, you go there for boot camp to be in front of the who's who of radio and media and podcasting. Um, And you go there to listen and get advice, but you also go there to like get inspiration or at least I do. And, you know, when I was going in there, I was scared because, yeah, I knew some ghosts from the past were going to be around and I was in a different position than I had ever been before. In you know, I was the it girl years before where everybody wanted to hear what I had to say. And then in some aspects, I was like gone girl. But I f- refused to go in there and be sad or, you know, be smaller or less than. And, you know, when I told you guys my we got this moment, last time I was like, okay, after that, it's fucking go time. And there was something different that just came over me this time that I was there on my own two feet. And what became started, what started as being really scary became like every footstep, every breath became me getting back to me. And that was super important because I was giving a little mini seminar and manifestation. And that was the first time that both of my worlds of like House of W being there, like doing giveaways that had the crystal candles and like the, custom cups and the custom journals that I gave away. Uh, That was the first time I was mushing those two together. And that's like sacred to me, both of them. So one of them, radio and such, kind of burned me. And the other one kind of saved me. But yet radio had saved me before. So it was all a bunch of twisted emotions. Well, when I was getting ready to do the vision board seminar the night before, Or two nights before writing out notes. Because I had in my head where I wanted to go. But, you know, most of the time when I talk about manifestation, I talk about the way that I manifested my husband. You know, the way I manifested getting out of debt. The way I manifested, you know, peace and like belief, but never career, And when I got to thinking about just how much I really did manifest my career, it was pretty trippy. You know, years ago, I did a vision board with my husband because it became a tradition that for a while, we would do like a dual vision board together, building our life. (laughs) And a couple of years ago, when, you know, a lot of unrest was happening and police officers were going through a lot of transition and turmoil. Um, and yes, I know there was turmoil on other sides, but you know, let's not mince words here because I'm just talking about my life right now. I'm not discarding anything else. But <laughs> Marshall put on our dual vision board, you know, new career is coming. <laughs> well, one did. We just didn't realize that it was going to be mine. So be careful what you ask the universe for, friends. Um, I wish I'd said that in the seminar too, but I'm saying it now. Um, but I said a lot of other poignant things. And when I first got up there, I was like literally shaking and I was just trying to go on the cards that I had written and try to hit all these points. And at one point I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm just going to say what's from my heart. Cause they're going to feel that more. And one of the most poignant things I said when I was up there could go for any career or any type of manifestation or anything that I was like, you know, I was afraid to get up here and do this in front of almost everybody that I respect in the industry and also a bunch of cynical radio folk because I was one of them. But I just wanted to give all of the love and all of the hope I had to them. And also what you give out, you get back times three and Damn, did I ever after this. But I said, like, this might seem weird to go and write in a journal everything that you want and be selfish about it. Write down with intent what you want out of life. Like, if y'all could see what I wrote in my gratitude journal to manifest my husband, I should put that video out one time of my vows, me reading my journal to him. Nobody's seen that yet, except for the people that were there. Um, But I was like, be selfish. Be intentional. It doesn't matter if anybody else sees it. It doesn't matter if you think it's silly to ask for or outlandish. Because when you're a child, you dream big and nobody tells you not to. So why is it different when you're an adult? Why? Because somebody's going to make fun of you? I gave up giving a shit about what people think a long time ago. And that was one of the greatest gifts of having to go through all of that pain. I mean, yeah, I toil over it every once and again, even this last weekend. But at the end of it, I'm just like, I got to do what I feel like is right for me. And you have to do that when you're manifesting. You have to be real and intentional about what you want. And I just basically said to them, you know, and this is from a radio perspective, so insert career situation, person, people, as you will. I said, you get to decide you're happy. No program director is going to do that. No ratings, no likes on social media, no bonus, no listeners, no show, no call letters, no title. You. You and only you. That must have resonated because that's when everybody's eyes started opening and it was just this moment that I was like, fuck yeah, she's back. In the non-pompous most self-assuring, belief-reaffirming way I could. I was like, fuck, yes. I don't have to give up radio or connection or media in that way, but I can have it all. What the fuck? Like once upon a time, having it all for me was having a family, having the Kane show, having a syndicated morning show, and I did all of that. Who's to say I couldn't do it again? who's to say I couldn't do that and have really Riley and have my candle business and do manifestation seminars. And who's to say that I won't nobody, but fucking me. And I like, I don't know if y'all can hear the gusto in my voice that I got back from that seminar, but I was just like, ah. and what was crazy is once it was over, like, Everybody came up to me, people that were cynical, and they're just like, I was crying. All these executives were so impressed, and I was like, fuck, yes. I came back and claimed what I needed to claim from that. I did what I needed to do in front of anybody that still does matter, but used to matter in the radio world, and I just, I proved it, and here's the thing. When I got my career basically, you know, swept out from underneath me, or whatever you want to say, like when I got fired, I was like devastated that it was all over and it was robbed from me. And you know how it'll never be the same. And you know what? It fucking won't. And that's a good thing. The universe took from me to give back times three. And I fucking know it because getting in front of those people, I was just like, yes, this is me. I was in a zone, except for the fact you all seen the video on my Instagram at Really Riley Podcast and at Riley Couture that my hair clip decided to betray me because I would oh god my hair was frizzy because it was Texas weather, Puerto Rico, like I was just slick back and I had this cute little clip like where I I don't like let the curls fall out to the sides because they'll get frizzy, but something some demon spawned something or another like was make it magically make it it was a curse evil eye whatever it, it Like slowly but surely, like as I was moving my head and getting animated, it was like popping out. And I had this little like rooster tail in the back. It was funny. And I didn't even notice it. Nobody else really did until I pointed it out. I thought it was hilarious because I was in such a great zone. And, you know, afterwards, people that I had been trying to get to notice me for a while or people that had stopped noticing me recently started noticing me again it was like a meet and greet. It was like everybody was coming up wanting to talk to me and I had walked into those rooms with this trepidation of like, can I still do this? Can I still be this? Yeah. What's meant for you is always fucking going to be for you if you choose it. You have two things you can do. Like I could have gone in there and been afraid of the ghosts that were in the room and I could have just, you know, played small and did the bare minimum, but I wasn't going to do that. And I think my biggest thing about losing what I had before in my career was like, I am going to miss the connection with you guys. I'm going to miss the connection with people. I'm going to miss the money. I'm going to miss feeling that power. But I didn't fucking miss anything. I was holding me back. The universe knew better. The universe knew that that wasn't for me. And I never would have left it, ever. I never would have walked away. I don't usually operate my life with fear, but I was offering, operating my life with safe. Because I have a family and I'm not stupid, you know? And it was the remnants of what I had always dreamed of when wanting to start a career with the Kane show. But guess what? He's gone. And what? I may or may not have been doing was probably not what he would have wanted. So the universe knew better. And I really, really hope that I did him proud then. In front of everybody, in front of the people that he was with, against, comrades, enemies, friends, foes, whatever. Whatever. Because I used to always say I wanted to change somebody's life the way that Cain changed mine. And I felt like I did that in that moment. With not a million watts behind me, not syndication, not this huge stage in front of like 60 people, but the ripple effect of the way that I made people feel. People don't ever remember what you did. They remember how you made them feel. And man, y'all. Ay, 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 I was floating on fucking cloud nine. Even though I got stuck on the balcony and locked out of my hotel room and they had to have <laughs> they had to have, you know, security come in and let me in, even though the latch was the security latch, that was a whole fun debacle. But to have all of these women come up to me and They'd never knew, known me before, but to have them say, like, you literally have changed me. And from all different ages and demographics, you know, because in radio, they all make you feel like you have a certain age, you're not interesting anymore. Even though that never happens with men, you can be fucking 90 and you're still a big deal. But it was younger women, older women, women my age, my friends. Men even. I was finding a round of applause for the men that came to the women's brunch because they wanted to know and learn and grow. And side note, in radio, (laughs) the ratings are based on women. What a fucking notion that is. But there was a moment where I got in front of somebody that I've been trying to get in front of for years that I'd either been afraid to get in front of or at the time I didn't have to get in front of or just the moment wasn't there. And that person saw me. And it was just me. I was exhilarated friends, and that was all of my own making. As I sit there and I look at my vision board from last year, that was for this year, you know, when we did it on (laughs) New Year's Eve when I was broken and scared or whatever. The 23 is my year to be Jordan year. It literally says on there that House of W and Really Riley podcasts are going to financially make my family free. And there's been a lot of months that I have not believed that. But what's funny is I've been pining so hard over the radio portion of it all. And I'll get back there if that's my choosing. If that's my choosing. How fucking freeing is that? But right now, it's you guys. You guys supporting House of W. You guys becoming part of the We Got This Fam and subscribing. You guys listening to the podcast and, God willing, driving the numbers through the moon. You guys. And that's what was real about all of that. That's the good shit there. Ooh, Girls got goosebumps. Even if my hair clip fell out, even if I got stuck on a balcony, even if (laughs) I had missed my first flight in, even if I got stuck on the tarmac for an hour on the way home, even if my television got broken in the hotel, yes, all that shit happened, I didn't care. You know, when I came home to my boys the next morning, I woke Lyric up first, my almost eight-year-old, and he was, like, tired, but he, like, sh- like shook awake, and he was like, Mommy, like when he was a little boy. After the vision board seminar, I called my husband, Marshall, whom I manifested. He was the very first thing I ever manifested with my little rose quartz crystal and my journal. And I said to him, babe, I gotta let you know something. No matter what opportunities come of this, no matter what opportunities go away from this, no matter what happens going forth from this, as I am on cloud nine right now, the proudest I've ever been of myself, I gotta let you know something. This entire thing starts and stops with you. You know, I told my therapist that and she was like, oh God, no pressure. I was like, no, 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 hear me out. Because the very first thing I ever wanted and went for and manifested in my life, actually besides my career, now that I think about it, but actively doing it with all of the practices and the intention was him. And now we're married, we are a family and... When things arise, like decisions have to be made together. But there's nobody else I want to do it with. Ever. Would I give it up for him? I don't have to. But if I ever wanted to, I'd be happy with just him. There's where the real freedom comes in when it's not this chokehold of, oh my God, I just have to get back into it. Like I will, I know that. And that's not being pompous. It's just what's meant for you is meant for you. And the perfect person, opportunity, moment, house, wedding, ring, friend, experience, vacation, all of it in life will be for you if it's meant for you. I can't preach that shit enough. And I hope my husband heard that and really did hear it, because I mean it. Him coming into my life made it a stake in the ground. Not made me believe in manifestation, because there was so many things that I got before him that were, you know, well, that's weird, that's cool, but he was the one thing I longed for my entire life whatever call it cliche as you might like, cause I had everything. I had a beautiful son. I had a wonderful career. I had friends. I had family. I just didn't have him. And damn did the universe show up in a big way when I asked for him. I don't believe in perfect. He snores, he annoys me, but I love him to death. The feeling of going in there and being fulfilled in every way possible Through such a field of fucking broken glass. Shit. I will have scars forever from that. However. What does Pink always say about scars? (laughs) Yeah. It's alright. I will show those scars proudly and remember them the next time I feel like I fall. I didn't fall. I just tripped a little bit. Somebody might have like untied my shoelaces and whatever but. It's okay, man, because at the end of it, I really was able to let go. I mean, was there some haterade in the room in that manifestation situation? Fuck yeah, there were, and I felt all their energy. It was like, ugh, but I wasn't feeding into it. I was like, I mean, that's kind of sad. Like when you think about it, when you come in a space that's so positive and everybody's so happy and you're just back there, mm, girl, okay. It is what it is. You know, there was a couple of people too that like I had been not really all that great with, but I had things that I wanted to say to them that were positive and that they had changed me in a great way, even though I'd been a little bit disappointed by that. But it felt so good to tell them that. It, tell, it felt good to tell them the good things that they had done that had changed my life. And then it felt good to let it go and move forward and maybe start a different relationship with that person. And no, it's not the ghost that you're thinking of. But I am on my way. No, I'm here. She's back. Welcome back, Riley. I've been saying that in my face in the mirror the last couple of days. I don't care if it sounds stupid. But I did promise you guys, A, ask Riley. um, And I want to get to that. But I just, I wanted to leave you guys with like, I, I feel like every single open door is open. Every possibility is open. I'm not crawling through, like, doggy doors anymore. I'm not scraping for this. I'm not scraping for that. I know that I put into motion what all of this was for. I know it. I feel it in my heart, in my soul, from my tits to my toes, friends. It's coming. And I'm cool with it. And I'm going to enjoy my boys and you guys and all of the events, pop-ups, things that are going in between. Until it comes to me. All righty. So, on to the Ask Riley questions you guys got. Um, Did your Dallas event go better than you thought? Well, yeah. Astronomically better. It was a hell of a fucking roller coaster with a lot of emotions. But, I mean, I would get on that ride again every day. Even if I threw up. <laughs> um... What is one piece of advice for someone who's found herself at a crossroads in life? Well, hi. It is me. Um, Perfect question for right now. Hold on. Don't let go. I don't care if you are gritting your fingernails into that oh shit bar and it feels like you're going to spin it into oblivion. Don't let go. Believe in yourself. Hold on. Go with your gut. Don't give any dignity to those that don't deserve it believe in who you are and what you can do and just believe that you will be happy. You will breathe again. I don't care how bad it hurts. I don't care if you think it's over. I don't care if you feel the worst you've ever felt in your life. You matter. You are something. You are someone. You are going to go forth and kill it if you just hold on and believe that these forks in the roads are there for a reason. Because whatever road you were on right now is probably broken. Even if you thought it was perfect, it wasn't. And there's a reason for it. Just fucking hold on. I promise. It's going to be even better than it was. With everything that I am, I promise that. And uh, the DMs are always open if you need a little help in hand along the way. Um, any sneak peeks for the pop-up on Saturday? I put one on my Instagram at House of W. I'm gonna have some Halloween stuff. I'm excited about this pop-up because it's at five West in Newmarket, right around the corner from where I got married, a vintage. And that was also where we had our first date. Me and Marshall, I'm excited because it's a two-day event. I'm going to be there on Saturday from 9 to 3, same thing on Sunday. And I have a couple of new little goodies. I always like to show up with some of the old faithful, like, old faithful, old faves of the designs if you, like, ever missed out on them before. And now I've got some new creations that I've been dabbling in. I want to try and get my concrete candles out there um, because I love them but we got to see if they cure fast enough because how you do one thing is how you do everything. And if they're not ready on Saturday, I ain't doing it. Um, Oh God. You guys know how to come out with the big guns. What do you want your legacy to be? Fuck. Okay. Mine. I want it to be mine. I used to say that I want to be Kane's legacy. I want to continue that. And I still do, but I want it to be mine. Whatever it is I do or don't do, I want people to remember me as the OG we got this girl that wasn't fucking perfect, made so many mistakes, that was kind, that was good-hearted, that you didn't fuck with her, that never gave up, that helped people. I want it to be she believed she could, so she fucking did. I want it to be one of inspiration. No pomp, no circumstance. Just she believed she could, so she fucking did. And I want the fucking in there. (laughs) Because it'd be too cute and pretty if it wasn't. Yeah. I want it to be one where people are just like, you know what? If Riley could do it, so can I. Through whatever it was. And I absolutely know that people have had more trauma than me this was one of my greatest hurdles because it wasn't just me riding on it. It was Lyric, it was Malon, it was Marshall. And if I'm honest, it was you. You guys. Because the way that I look at it as is if you guys have been sitting here in my corner this whole time, I ain't gonna fucking let you down. Never ever. (laughs) Um... Was it weird being at the same conference as former coworkers? Um yeah. Mm-hmm. At first I was like, fuck, really. <laughs> but honestly, it was surprisingly easy after a minute. That it was just kind of like, Yeah, you you're not anything to me anymore. I used to be so in tune with the emotions and so worried and so on my toes and had to be, you know, supportive and the right hand girl and 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 dumb myself down and blah, 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 blah. it was a lot. And I understand what my role was and I actually enjoyed it at the time, but then this time I was so afraid. But then it's sort of like that hurdle, that mountain that you think is going to be such a big deal. It's going to be this big thing and it's going to like overtake you when it crumbles and then all of a sudden you touch it and it's like fucking fairy dust and a cowboy hat like pink, and pff, it fades away. And you're like, what the fuck was I so pressed about? I am getting to the space really and truly where I'm like, I don't wish anyone ill will, not even that. Whole situation. I really don't. Stay in your corner. I'll stay in mine. Do your thing. Because nothing of any of that in the past is mine anymore. Mine is now stepping forward into the future. It feels really good. I know a lot of people said, like, you know, you have to forgive others in order, you know, it's for you. And I believe that. I really do. But I was honoring everything that I had gone through because I wanted to be able to step forward when I was ready to step forward really and truly doing it, like letting go of it all. And I did. It was trippy, you know? Because I spent all of that time just engrossed in one situation and, like, one person's emotions and things like that. Ugh, I don't want to do that again. (laughs) You know, like, and I can't blame everybody else for that. Like, I mean, granted, I don't think that I, like, uh, I don't want to say I think that I could have stood up sooner. You teach people how to treat you? Oh, and that brings me to another moment. And don't worry, I'll get rid- I'll get to the other questions in just a minute. But I forgot that I hadn't told you about this part yet. This was another week got this moment in the conference. So one of my best radio friends, but like friends in person, people in my life, oldest friends, sisters, whatever. Her name's Kennedy. And did I tell you this in the first one or not? ADHD, my God. Um, but there was a panel this year on mental health. And it was beautiful that they did that. And honestly, it was like one of the last panels of the whole thing. And that's usually the one that everybody's like, okay, we're going to skip this one and like go and get drunk or whatever. But there's so many influential people there that it was great. And on the stage was my friend Kennedy and another one of my friends, Sarah Pepper, that I've known throughout the years and another, a couple of other personalities throughout the industry that I had just met, like that I knew of, but like had just met and got to hug in person. And they were talking about like mental health and admitting all these things that were, you know, quote, wrong with them, which is bullshit, just what they have to conquer they talked about things that they were conquering on the air and my sweet friend Kennedy opened up and told her story and it was really empowering. Some could say it was hard. No, for me it was empowering. And I'm not going to tell the story over again of what she went through. That's her story to tell. Um, and yeah, I know she told it in front of people and blah, 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 blah. It was a situation where things could have gone one way or not. She chose to put herself first. And she's a fucking badass. And then there were men on the panel that were actually admitting like they had narcissistic tendencies and they had, you know, these problems with, you know, not being so gracious with their family in terms of like verbally, you know, he used the term verbal abuse. And I was like, that's, I'm not applauding the, the action, but I'm applauding the steps to make it right. You know, his family was there, his uh, children were there, his wife was there. And I was like, Wow. I'm the same person, like, once I know the why, I can I can forgive and work with a lot. I mean, that's probably the reason why I couldn't forgive my past situation for such a long time, because there was no why. And if there was a why, I I would never know it because I get, you know, fluff and we wish her the best and blah blah blah. But during that panel was another moment where I was like, ugh. Am I going to stand up? Am I going to say something? Should I? I, And I was like, fuck it. I was afraid to stand up and say what I said. But I did. And I stood up and I looked at Kennedy and I told her that she's the bravest motherfucker I know. And I thanked her for saving my life more times in the last 15 years than she even knows. And she started crying I started crying, but I had to keep it together for five more minutes. And I said, like, hey, I'm right. And I got the R.I. out. Tons of applause. You guys have no idea what that meant to me, because when I first walked into the conference and I got my name tag, it was like Riley Couture, House of W, which is really fucking cool to see it on that name tag. But then again, I was like, wait, am I not Riley Couture from the radio anymore? And that for a second bothered me. Not that it shouldn't, because I'm not trying to slap away blessings of House of W being in this big arena. I wasn't trying to slap that away. I built that company out of fucking nothing. But I didn't want to lose completely that other part of me. So when I was introducing people myself to people, I wasn't really necessarily like wearing my name tag or like introducing myself as anything else. And you know, a lot of people already, quote, knew who I was or is or whatever when I stood up and I started to say, hi, I'm Riley Kutu, everybody started cheering for me. And I started to shake and tear up a little bit when I asked my questions and I said, I have two questions for you. And honestly, thank you all for being up there and being so brave. I said, in terms of your mental health and the things that you have done or not done, in the job, and in the industry, is there anything that you could go back on and change that you know you should have done better for yourself? I don't know if those were the exact words, but that was the gist of it. And the sec- second thing I said was I'm a person who has anxiety, depression, ADHD, PTSD. Those aren't things that you really want to admit in front of a crowd of people, especially the ones you're trying to impress for all of your life and then some. But I didn't care. It was really Riley in that room. Cheers to the person that says I don't get very real. Side note. Yes, I'm still spiteful about that review. Any who's bees? The second thing I said in the terms of a question was, I was always the girl that was, hey, DMs are always open, and I'm always the one that will sit up till 1 o'clock in the morning and talk to someone and get them through their shit because I know what that feels like to feel like you don't have anybody to be there for you like that. And do you think it's worth it still? And the exhilaration that came after that, the applause and the people supporting. So, the gentleman that was up there is really big in the industry and been around for forever, big wig and all of the radio waves. And, you know, he looked at me and he said, Riley, I fucking love you. Like, you're a fucking doll. And I've seen you rise and I've seen you do all these great things, and you're not done yet. He looked at me and he's like, you're amazing and you have to know that you did nothing wrong. Did I ever lose it there? The validation, the hope, the release that happened in that moment. Oh my fucking God. And I was just crying and I just kind of let it go and people were cheering and afterwards people were coming up and they were so happy that I had opened up and people were just like, damn, that was really some real shit. I'm like, that's what we do around here because I try to like fluff it off and like, you know, get myself back from the blubbering state I was in. I'll never forget that moment. Forever. And I feel like I got it all back. Everything I ever lost. And now, I have the power in my hands to take it back or let it go. We think we're going to take it back, but we're going to ride this wave of what this feels like for a minute. Okay, so back to your Ask Riley questions. Um, did you have any interaction with the ghost, as you called him at the conference? No. Mm-mm. Other than what, you know, I... No. Like, you know, we'd, I was on the same stage with him for a second. I talked about that in the first podcast, but of Morning Show Bootcamp Part 1. But no, we stayed on other sides of the room. And I was glad because, you know, as I know that one, the cowboy hat comes out and feathers get ruffled. But there was none of that. So I guess I guess you could say I was grateful for that part of it. Um, but I didn't, like, seek it out at all. You know, like, I didn't even notice Usually when there's a ghost in the room, you notice it. But I didn't, I wasn't really there. And I was so grateful for that because that's what I was afraid of. But no, nothing. Not at all. I mean, there's a moment where we're like two feet away from each other. And I was like, eh, okay. You know, so if there was ever a moment for any kind of interaction to have, I don't want that because honestly I'm past it right now. Uh, am I a place of forgiving? Ugh. You know what I mean? As much as I am moving on and like letting all that go, I don't know. I'm as close to it as I've ever been. That's for sure. But I don't know. Is there ever a, a situation where people don't deserve forgiveness? I don't know. But if there is, it'd be this one for me. um, yeah. So what else we got here? Um, advice to someone feeling like stagnant in their life because their dream career has been delayed another year because of trying to finish prerequisites in order to apply for the nursing school. Feels like I'm behind everyone else. Don't worry about that. Sometimes stagnant really does suck. But if you're telling me that you're still working for a goal and you're not just stagnant in the place that you've already gotten to, like I said, don't fucking stop. Stop. When I got into radio and I met all the people that were like very instrumental in pushing my career forward, Kane, especially, um, I was only two and a half years younger than him and he'd already had like this big show on a big station and everybody knew and respected him. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm just an intern. I'm never gonna be able to do this. I'm so behind everybody. (sighs) Like I literally like cried so hard the first week that I was there to myself and look where we are now. Hold on. Don't give up. You've gotten this far. Do not come this far to just come this far. Because guess what? And this is true now. Today. Because last week I was crying in my Cheerios that I couldn't get unemployment to work. And I was worried about where money was coming from. <laughs> but every damn time I feel like I'm about to break, something fucking magical happens and puts that super glue right back on that splintered bone. And when a bone breaks, or splinters, It comes back stronger. Yeah. I'm just going to leave you with that one, guys, because I am just so happy right now. And I hope you can feel that. And if you feel sad because you don't feel that in your heart right now, I want you to do me a favor and go back to some of the other podcasts where you could hear pain in my voice and understand one thing. You'll get there too. I fucking promise. We got this, friends. So a lot of you guys have asked me if you can see the video that I took of me giving the manifestation seminar. And it's real personal. So I kind of wanted to save that for the We Got This Army. The ones that like not that not all of you haven't been in my corner, but you know. We gotta do a little something special for the OGs that have been around and new new OGs, whatever. But if you wanna sign up, really really podcast at gmail.com, the text line 410-604-8895. If you have any more Ask Rileys that you want to email in, you can do it at reallyrileypodcast.com. Really Riley Podcast on TikTok, Instagram. Riley Couture on TikTok, Instagram. Nope, sorry. TikTok is Riley Couture 7, but Riley Couture is Instagram and Facebook. Um, What else we got here? Oh, House of W on Instagram and TikTok. And if y'all could do me a solid and go follow me on House of W on TikTok, because I really want to do like, uh, put my website up there or... TikTok shop, but I think you can't do it with a thousand unless you have a thousand people and I got nowhere near that. So if you could show some love, I'd really appreciate you. This was a good one, my loves. I'm going to go to bed and I'm going to sleep well. I know you guys are listening to this in the a.m., but right now it's not nighttime for mommy. I love you guys so fucking much. Um, Thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Love you. It's really Riley.